1: Welcome in to the PFF NFL Daily. Today, it's all about week one. And here are our live reactions, Sam. Let's just uh, respond to everything that we've seen so far. We're, we're recording right now during halftime of the Bucks cowboys game. So I'll let you kick it off. Give me something that stood out to you here in week one. Yeah, week
0: one is always a little bit crazy. The results are all over the place. And I tend to think of it in terms of, like, what did I kind of see coming? And what was a complete... From the blue. And this week, I felt pretty good about the idea that Pittsburgh would have a good game against Cincinnati. Maybe not win outright, but at least cover. They end up getting there eventually, you know, overtime and all the missed kicks and all that kind of thing. Similar story with Chicago. I, I thought that was a really good um, underdog bet all the way through the week. The weather only made it more so. And then they end up getting the win as well. But there were results that I didn't see coming at all. Like the Giants beating Tennessee was something that I could have spent an awful lot of time gaming out scenarios in ahead of week one would never have come close to picking that one. So I think that might be the single most shocking result to me.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I like that you picked your, uh, your bets first, but the Steelers game, the Steelers Bengals game, and then the bears Niners game, that was like, you know, you spend the entire off season and you build a narrative. We all build our own narratives. It's what we do. I personally built this narrative that I wasn't, expecting the Steelers to do a whole lot in the AFC North. I think other people agreed. And I also believed that the Bears were the worst team in the NFL. Somebody called me out on it already on Twitter, and I got to give the Bears credit. They're 1-0. They're undefeated. They're on pace to win 17 games. It's true. And, you know, they're... They're the number one seed in the NFC. I thought the, the Bears, I think, showed some resiliency because the sometimes this happens too. You know, the beginning of the game, Justin Fields is under crazy pressure. Every time he drops back, he's pretty much getting dropped or just getting hit. But the offensive line came together in the second half of that game. And, you know, the weather certainly helped, I think, bridge the gap between the Bears and the 49ers. But now the Niners come out of it with some question marks with Trey Lance at quarterback. He wasn't maybe as good as I expected him to be as far as moving the ball. But I I just want to give a ton of credit to the Bears. I thought they did a great job there. And the same thing with the Steelers. You know, we when you spend all offseason analyzing the roster and the moves and all this stuff, sometimes you're out in the field. You're just watching all the everything that's happening on the field, and it's like, well, you know, blocked extra point and missed field goals, and it was just a crazy game that, you know it's tough to predict but credit the steelers for you know essentially getting the win that i think the bengals threw away a little bit
0: yeah i mean that's the real critical part there i think we saw that pittsburgh tend to start the season strongly and i i genuinely think it's connected with the fact that their training camp is different from everybody else's they hit earlier more often they're in full pads they have full contact where everyone else dozen and then they get to preseason and they're not having contact there either because half the teams in the league are resting all the starters so the Steelers are just more tempered you know they've spent the time getting ready for contact and physicality and the the violence of football which is still a thing even in today's NFL so they tend to start well and they did in this game but you you brought up the point that Cincinnati really tried to throw this away like Burrow had what was it four or five turnovers by the end and they still could have should have maybe won the game you know what I mean they were a play away on multiple different occasions from still winning the game despite all those turnovers so ultimately I think that probably reflects you know reasonably fairly where both these teams are which is Pittsburgh started better than people thought they would but the Bengals are still like a much better
1: team if they don't throw the ball away five times The NFL's opening week action has been action-packed, and it's just getting started. Get ready for week two of touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any football game and get $200 in free bets instantly. Want more action? Everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings early win promotion. It's simple. This Sunday, bet on any NFL team to win. If your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PFF to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code PFF, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See description for details. Uh, don't forget, guys, we're going to be breaking down all of the action in a nice, concise two- to six-hour podcast mm-hmm. on Monday morning. That's how we always do it, the big show, the PFF NFL podcast. This is just your instant reactions and overreactions. But I have to instantly react and overreact to the Kansas City Chiefs putting up 44 points after we spent all offseason said, saying, hey, they're going to miss Tyree Hill. And maybe they will at some point. But as of now, they don't. Patrick Mahomes looked great. Does have a little uh, hand wrist injury on the left side. But he looked awesome. The Cardinals didn't exactly employ the strategy that the rest of the NFL did. But it didn't matter. The Chiefs still looking great offensively.
0: Yeah. And and look, Patrick Mahomes has been otherworldly in the month of September and in week ones since he's coming to the NFL. Like He just steps out there and absolutely crushes right at the start of the season. And I think a lot of that is with Andy Reid as well. They spend the offseason, they get the offense together, and it takes teams a while to figure out what the best strategy is to try and combat Kansas City. And this is a slightly different offense than we've seen in the past with no Tyreek Hill there. But evidently, With the pieces that are still there it's still going to be absolutely dominant um the other element there is the cardinals were missing some pretty important players you know that that's going to weigh in to any game against a team as good as the chiefs so i didn't think that would be as big a a blowout as it was and frankly 21 44 flatters the cardinals you know kansas city were way further ahead than that um but it kind of makes sense when you sort of reverse engineer it i think similarly you know, Green Bay, Minnesota is another one of those stories. We talked about the possibility of this type of game from Aaron Rodgers where they miss some plays, Rodgers gets hit a bunch, he gets frustrated, and then you get that game where Rodgers just doesn't really play his best. And we saw one week one last season as well. So again,
1: it's I, it's not like I expected that to happen, but it was certainly within the range of outcomes. Yeah, the, the Rodgers thing is going to be interesting to see how he bounces back. Last year, they had the uh, Detroit Lions on Monday Night Football. Rodgers has a history of bouncing back after his worst games, but he's always had a history of having Devontae Adams or having Jordy Nelson, having his his best guys there. Will he be able to bounce back uh, next week with the same receiving core, right? It's not as simple as, all right, it's, it's me and Devontae for 15 targets. Doesn't have that luxury anymore in Green Bay and you know christian watson got the start
0: got the first target first target was a dropped 75 yard touchdown there was another one later in the game where he screwed up a simple um like speed out where he just didn't look around quick enough i mean look you're you're already battling against a guy who doesn't necessarily take to young rookie receivers right away you know need some time to build a connection build trust in aaron Rodgers. And in one game, you did at least two things that worked in the opposite direction of the one you want to be moving in, in terms of winning over that dude's trust. So Christian Watson, I mean, maybe next week he bounces back. He has a bunch of big plays, but that guy
1: undermined himself with his performance in his debut. Maybe we do see more Romeo Dobbs going forwards. The other thing that stood out to me, first off, There's nothing better than when you're closing in on the four o'clock hour Eastern time and every game's just coming down to the wire. It felt like the game started slow today and then they built up. And before you know it, the Saints are making a comeback and the Giants are going for, I know it's four o'clock game, but the Giants are going for two for the win and all this stuff. But then you got the kickers, right? You have 58 yard field goals that are game winners. You have chip shots that are being missed. Again, Sam, I feel like I'm wasting my time. Six to eight months of off-season analysis here, Sam, and it all comes down to, we don't know what the kicker's gonna do on any given week? I have a proposal for you, right? If we're gonna decide that kickers actually matter,
0: you know, and they are, because they're winning and losing games, let's mandate that your kicker should actually have to be a real football player. Just pick somebody from your roster, that guy also has to kick. Hey, look, you can determine who it is, you can cross-train the guy to kick, but like other sports... The guy has to play an actual position, and as well as kick. The Chiefs today had Justin Reed kicking for them. He made an extra point. He kicked off because uh, Butker, uh, Butker, right? Harrison Butker, their kicker rolled his Harrison ankle, Butker, kicking yep. off, and had to leave the field. Right? Justin Reed, for anyone that doesn't know, nailed a 65-yard field, or yeah, 65-yard field goal in training camp. Who was a former kind of soccer player and kicker in high school? The dude can kick there's got to be those guys out there like every team should be able to come up with a guy who can play another position and kick so if kicking is going to be a thing in today's NFL by which I mean these guys control where the teams are winning and losing let's make them actual
1: players that have to play a real position and kick and the one team that actually had to do that yesterday scored the most points the Kansas City Chiefs they scored 44 so obviously it works when you do that so it, it's 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 a little frustrating from an analyst standpoint, and I'm sure from a fan standpoint, unless your kicker is good. Uh, but so many games obviously come down to the kicking game, and, and that's what makes the NFL so tough to predict. Any uh parting shots? Again, this is our this is the thirty thousand foot view. We'll have the the more detailed version on the PFF NFL podcast.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm not quite there yet, but I might have to revisit my draft take on Jahan Dotson. Two touchdowns in his debut. Now, look, neither of them were exactly great route running or you know doing amazing things
1: before the ball arrives. but when the ball arrives that dude appears to be pretty special incredible ball skills from Jahan Dotson. we've got the the dolphins looking pretty good patriots could be in trouble we'll have the full breakdown reacting and overreacting to week one on the pff nfl podcast but this has been the pff nfl daily